Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You're very welcome to Friday Afternoon's Late Lunch on LMFM Radio on the eve of the eve of the Leinster Football Championship Final. Yes, loud are there. What's rare is wonderful. They'll take it on the dubs who are going for their 13th successive provincial crown. Can the Wee County stop them? Well, we have a special hour for you on Late Lunch today between 2 and 3 when we focus on all things loud. I promise you, you'll enjoy it. We have the main men uh, the, at the centre of this wonderful run to the final and more besides coming up from two on the show. First off today, would you like to go to the fair? Dunderry Fair, it's on on Sunday. I have two family tickets to give away. A family ticket admits two adults and two children. And look, there's everything. Stalls, arts and crafts, amusements, animals, machinery, you name it. Plus, live country music starring Kleena Hagen. It's the place to be for everyone this Sunday if you're not going to Croker to support Louth. Anyway, to win the family passes today on late lunch, Kleena Hagen, I mentioned her there, she opens the entertainment on the main stage on Sunday afternoon. I want to know from which Irish county does Kleena Hagen hail? Where is she from? What's her native county? Answers please to 086 1800 658 by WhatsApp or text and we'll pick a couple of you to go to the fair before the end of the show. Now I begin to, today with a woman I have tremendous admiration for and she's in the news again. We've spoken to her on several occasions over the years and she really has to battle her corner for our daughter, Willow. I'm delighted to say hello again to Tracy Carroll. Hi, Tracy. Hi, Jerry. How are you? I'm grand. And my God, I was just looking back at the times we've spoken on the show and even again recently when uh, Willow went to school and you had to be there in the classroom. You thought that was only going to be a temporary thing. Yeah, I think I'm like, where's Wally? I keep sticking up in the middle of everything every now and then. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, still the case, Jerry. Week 17. Now, Willow's actually really sick this week, so we haven't been in. But um, we have been refused nursing support for Willow. So I'm with her every day. I'm either sitting in the storeroom or my car, um, which, you know, on, on every level, it's unfair. Um, again, you know, taken for granted. I'm not paid for that role. But if I don't do it, Willow can't go to school. Um, it's not allowing her independence and Noah's in the same school as well so God love me he's knocking on the window mom can I come in for a hug you know so he's, he's kind of taking this for granted as well that I'm there and it's it, it, it's again taking independence away from Noah um, and you know it, it's mind boggling at this point you know we created this space we created this classroom the school are amazing the support from the principal the teachers beyond unbelievable like the whole setup is 
amazing what it's brought to the other children in the school is actually what people should take from it. Um, yeah. What school are you talking about? Just tell our listeners the school. Uh, St. Joseph's School in Boyer Town yeah. National School. Um, it's just off the uh, at Boyer Road there. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, we got there and we thought this was just a temporary uh, temporary thing. And we had the opening day there a few weeks ago and two days before the opening day we got the letter to say that Willow didn't meet the criteria for nursing support. And on the official opening day we had Minister Madigan, um, MEP Maria Walsh over um, Damien English and they were all floored. Like they were devastated. Mm. You know, they could not believe this. And Minister Madigan actually asked Cahill Brick, the principal, and Geraldine, the teacher, could they bring other schools there to show them this example? Because it's, it's inclusion as it should be. It's given everybody the opportunity to education. Willow's following the junior infant curriculum. They're doing it their way. Like, it's absolutely amazing. And yes, you just constantly hit stumbling blocks. And I will, I will say this, all the ministers are fighting our corner with 100% support. Mm. Um, Minister Madigan, Minister Rabbit, Damien English, they are like every day trying to resolve this. And it's the HSE again, you know, and, and again, it just highlights the disregard for a child who has additional needs. We're trying to get a therapy pool set up in the locality and the response from that was a HSE, that money could be better spent somewhere else. Willow cannot use a swimming pool. Willow can't go to GA training. Willow can't dance, dance classes. She can't do anything that typical children could do. She can't go to a school like a typical child can. They need these extra supports and they're absolutely offered nothing. So, you know, there's no equality there. You know, it's a case of, well, your child has additional needs. They don't really need these things. You know, we're talking about the surplus, this this budget surplus we have. How do we spend it? My child has a right to education. She has a right to quality of life. She did not choose to be born under those circumstances and she did not choose to have a severe brain injury. But she needs to have a choice to have a life. Mm. She needs to have the choice of an education. She needs that support to allow that to happen. And if you saw her in the school, I mean, the development we've seen in her in the short time, she learned how to have a temper tantrum. That's one thing I'm not impressed (laughs) with. But it's just, it's amazing. And again, it's just this disregard. And I've called out um, the new head of the HSE, Bernard Gloucester, and I'm going to say it again, if he's listening, I want to sit down and talk to him because I want to know what the HSE stands for. You know, in COVID, we saw them throw money left, right and centre at everybody. But people who have additional needs, carers, again, we are just like, we're not even scraping the bottom of the barrel. We don't even get offered the scraps. You know, it's just, we're an afterthought and it's, mm. it's like ticking a box. We'll give you the limited amount to look like we're doing something. Did and they, again, t- did they tell you why, Tracy? Why have you been refused? Um, well, her, their terms for her not meeting the criteria is because we don't get enough support hours at home. Now, there has been an application put in last October for support hours at home, and we haven't even got a response to that. What do you mean so you I'm, don't get enough? Just explain that, because I'm a little lost there. So you okay, don't get so enough uh, uh, support hours at home. How is that? N- nursing hours at home. Okay, um, are you getting eight, anything? Are you getting anything we get, there? We get eight a week. And eight hours. Jerry, to be honest with you, it was by choice, you know, that yeah. I wanted to care for my daughter. So I'm be, actually yes. being penalised by saving state money. Yeah. But, you know, we lost Jack and Jill in December. So we had 50 hours a month with Jack and Jill. So we had that nurse support with them, who were a charitable foundation. Yes. Willow turned six in um, December, so we lost it. So there was an application put in then for additional nursing support hours at home, and we haven't even had a response to that. Okay. So, you know, they're jumping the gun here saying, well, they don't need nursing hours at home. 
so we're not going to Oh I see so, what you're saying so they're yeah. saying because and you've stepped into the breach which you've done in the school as well because you, you, you appear not to need them you know what I mean this has been used as a rod to beat you Yeah I mean it's the same I paid my taxes my whole life the morning Willow was born I lost my career and every penny I've put into the economy for 41 years it doesn't matter, you know, I don't mm. get a pension, I mean tested for carer's allowance, it's, you know, based on the income of my husband, mm. not on, on my needs, and Willow's needs are not being taken into account. Willow survival depends on me looking after her 24-7, and that's how grave it is. If I don't look after Willow, she won't live. Yes, and, and what you said to us, that we're hearing what you're saying, you can see the difference in her going to school because just to tell our listeners, she uh, suffers from spastic quadriplegia, cerebral palsy and epilepsy, but she's an intelligent child and with the assistance and the help, she's doing well in the classroom. So here's the thing, if you don't go to school with your daughter and be her carer in the school, there's no school. That's it, you know. End and, of story. We worked so hard for three years. I mean, the school, like, honest to God, I think anyone that goes into that room will come out blown away. I, I am, I'm, not, I'm not exaggerating. Yeah. Like, it is amazing. Actually, you know, I was kind of going, God, I'll miss it when I'm not in here. Because, you know, I, I keep my distance. I'm either in the storeroom, the door closed in the storeroom, or I'm in my car. But when I'm in the storeroom, I can hear the interaction and like Willow trying to verbalise. She's non-verbal. Now, Willow's, um, diagnosis at birth was she was sent home to die when she was four days old so her abilities we were told would be non-existent basically now she's exceeded any expectations yes. she's engaged she loves um, the environment she loves going out to the yard with the other kids she's too GAA training you know on a Tuesday in school which is amazing she did dance classes so she's taken part in the activities in yes. her way yes and you know she's at the very beginning she's a child She's a child who has additional needs, but she's a child. Yes. She has the right to everything that any other child has. Yes, she's not considered, you know, ever. And it's all, it's you know, the monetary thing. No, we're not spending that money on that budget. She doesn't matter. You know, Willow created, because of Willow, we created this classroom. Another child in the locality gets to go to this classroom and we know there'll be other children to follow mm. and this should be an example for other schools to follow. Exactly and you should be able to leave your daughter to school and understand that she'll be looked after in the school and that you yourself can go about what you need to do and not being dependent upon to be there every single hour of the day. Now look I, I, you, you, there's a lot going on here and as you said there are a lot of people batting for you but it just doesn't seem to be uh, shifting an immovable uh, block in some way. You, yeah. You're heading to a European conference, I believe, as a guest speaker. You're going to raise the issue there. I'm um, Maria Walsh, MEP Maria Walsh, um, invited me to go to Brussels on uh, Monday. There's a conference called Beyond Growth 2023, yes. and I can imagine I'm up to 90 going, oh my God, I'm going to leave the kids. I've never left John and his own, but Willow, my husband. <laughs> So I'm sure he'll be grand. He'll be grand. Yeah, it's only for one night. So I'm going yes. Monday morning, and I'm back Tuesday morning. Um, so yes, there's a conference called Beyond Growth. So you know, it's looking beyond how our economy is growing, um, and it, it covers all areas. You know, um, around the, the economy and in the environment and everything. And there's a part that Maria is taking part in on Monday and it's about care and carers. So there's a panel of eight people and then I'll get to speak in the questions and answers. And then Maria offered me the opportunity to sit with her and her team afterwards and discuss, you know, care in Ireland, how carers are very unsupported financially, emotionally, um, the physical strain and, you know, 
talk about policy change and that she can bring to the European Parliament, Parliament um, and make changes going forward and represent that to Ireland. So it's a, it's a fantastic opportunity and I was like blown away that I was invited. So mm. um, again, I'm going to bring a voice for everybody. This is not our story. I, I love my life. I wish Willow didn't struggle as much as she did with her health, but it wouldn't change anything. But, you know, last week I spoke to Linda Murray, who works for Damien English. She was a really good friend through all of this. And I just said, I'm broken, Linda. And she was floored. She's like, if you're broken, you know, that says everything. I'm someone who can just keep fighting and fighting. Willow has been so unwell, crying nonstop, like 24 hours the other night, two to two, you know. Mm. And I can't help her. And you just have nowhere to turn. And if I felt that broken, what are other families dealing with? And if they don't have you know, the voice to advocate or fight for their children, then it paints a very, very dull picture. And and that's why I, I want, you know, to get out and raise our voice and raise awareness and make people in society see it and make us part of society and make society inclusive and make it a place where everybody has the right to an education, the right to support, the carers have the right to respite, you know, um, a wage, that they're eligible for a pension. You know, all of these things are completely taken for granted. And, you know, if they don't support the carers, then the the economy shifts because the pressure's going to fall back on the government. Without the likes of you and others, where would we be in the country? Look, I have to leave it there today. I wish you well. Good luck uh, heading to Europe. Uh, You're a fantastic advocate and I hope that this resolves itself sooner rather than later. But don't feel broken. Keep on trucking. I will. Thanks, Terry. God bless you. Take care, Tracy. Bye-bye. That's the wonderful Tracy Carroll there. What a remarkable lady she is. And there are people listening to us all over the North East and beyond today who are carers. I just admire you all so much. And I know the way you feel at times that you're forgotten about. But by God, you do such a wonderful job. Where would we be without you? I honestly do not know. The loud short, the special one-off short for the Leinster final. It's still available in sizes 5 to 6, 9 to 10 for children, medium, large and extra large for adults. Give Barry Cullen a shout at Cullen Auto Parts in Dundalk. Today and tomorrow they're on sale there or in the Darver Centre of Excellence. Grace will be there in Darver tomorrow from 10am to 2 o'clock. The jerseys are selling fast. Get one. It'll be a collector's item, I promise you. Watch the Eurovision reprise last night of the 10 songs that qualified from the second semi-final. I only saw the reprise and on the clip I saw... I think Poland have a great chance of winning Eurovision tomorrow night. Watch this space. But then again, what do I know? I thought the Irish song was fantastic. Have I a clue at all? Anyway, I'll go with Poland tomorrow night in the final and see what happens. Um, Deirdre Kane, let's do this on late lunch this afternoon. Let's do knock, this. Knock. Who's there? That's how it works. It's called comedy. <laughs> comedy. Comedy, comedy. Comedy, sir. Comedy. Comedy. Classic comedy. Classic comedy. On the late lunch. I love comedy. Yes, our own Miss Deirdre O'Kane from Drogheda hosted the IFTAs at the beginning of the week. Show those lovely legs from the dancing again. Here she is at her finest. I cannot tell you how unbelievably happy I am to be back at work. The thing about COVID-19 and the lockdown was that it really reminded me of the time I took a year off to be a full-time stay-at-home mum. Now, I shouldn't say stay-at-home mum because there are men out there doing the full-time dad thing and I take my hat off to the four of them. <laughs> because look, it's, it's not easy. Um, even the title of the job is oppressive. 
Listen, just stay at home. Don't be thinking of going anywhere. You're not a going out mum, you're a stay at home mum. So bloody well stay at home. And you do. And you go slowly mad, like we all did during the lockdown. Because after a while, it gets a bit Groundhog Day. You bake all the cakes and you make all the dinners and then you have to make them again. Because if you try something different, they don't like it. <laughs> so you have to go back to the fish fingers and the pesto again. And you cannot believe how often they need to eat. Three meals a day doesn't begin to cover it. I became obsessed with food. Look, this is what happens to the inside of my head when I am full-time parenting. This is how I think. What do we have for the dinner? The bedtime snack, the breakfast, the mid-morning snack, the lunch, the afternoon snack, the dinner, the hot chocolate, the breakfast, the lunch boxes, the lunch, the water bottles, the laundry will never be done, the dinner. Oh, Jesus, we're back at the dinner again. <laughs> right, well, there's chicken in the fridge. How long is that there, I wonder? Two days, maybe it's three. Oh, I'm sure it's fine. Should those sell-by dates are only for insurance. <laughs> Still, if in doubt, throw it out. Ah, no, I'm sure it's perfectly fine. Still, no point in poisoning the whole family. Oh, here, let's just take 10 quid and feck it in the bin. They'll have to have pasta again. Though I've got to get some protein into Daniel or his brain will never develop. <laughs> but there's protein and cheese, isn't there? Ah, yeah, that'll do. And maybe I could use up those bananas that are turning black. Note to self, Deirdre. Stop buying bananas and waiting for them to turn black. I'll have to make banana bread. Oh, God, no, I'm not in the mood for that. I could make smoothies. What do we need for them? Milk, raspberries, ice cream. What's the story with raspberries? Four quid for five raspberries and a punnet. <laughs> I must remember to grow them in the next life. <laughs> Still, smoothies are a good idea. At least I get some calcium into Holly. She won't even take milk with her cereal, the little witch, which means she'll probably get osteoporosis, and then she won't be able to have kids, and I'll get the blame for that, of course. <laughs> Why didn't you give me milk? I tried. You didn't even breastfeed me. I tried. I got mastitis. Cows get mastitis. It's hideous. <laughs> I was so demented after doing this for a year, that I seriously considered becoming a hooker just to get out in the evenings. <laughs> now, the Leinster Senior Football Final is on Sunday and Louth is awash with excitement and red and white colour and all else besides. But there are households in the county, of course, where the blue of Dublin will fly and where... There's a, a mix of support under the one roof. Some for Dublin, some for Louth. You know my next guest really well because he's an absolutely brilliant goalkeeper, coach, manager, you name it. Colm Nally, welcome to Late Lunch. Hi, Jerry. And uh, Can I give you the answer to the theme tune? <laughs> Please don't do that just at the minute. Hold it to yourself. I'm sure you know it well. Did you enjoy that programme? I did, yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah. Old enough to remember. Yeah. <laughs> like myself too, Colm. Colm, thanks so much for taking time to uh, chat to me today on the show because, of course, you distinguished yourself with the Newtown Blues, uh, the red and white of Louth, and more clubs besides since, and had great success everywhere you went. What about your household? How does it split? Um, it's very simple now, um, Jerry. It's all loud. It's funny now as the boys grew up. Um, we used to go to Crow Park and they'd wear a half Dublin jersey, half a loud jersey. Hmm. But um, them days are gone now. So look, they'd still have a soft spot for loud, for Dublin, but only when um, they're not against loud. So they'll be all shouting for loud, um, hundred percent on Sunday. And do you know what? So will I. Will you, good man, Colin? But will, look, yeah. you know you can't lose, really, though, can you? Yeah, look, first and foremost, I'm a fan of, of, of football. I always have been. And yeah. Like, Dublin played great football, always did. And that, that's the first thing I always look for. And, and this Loud team now has um, has really, you know, I think they produced brilliant football this year as well. And, like, I, 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 I think Loud, um, you know, they're coming on tremendous. They have a brilliant chance here on Sunday. But, yeah, I'll be shouting for Loud, as will all the family will, yeah, too. 
Isn't that amazing, the way you've just transformed completely? But as I said, there are, and I've been out and about as well, there are a lot of dubs living in this area. You know yourself, and they, they follow uh, the capital side too. So we have to take them into consideration and have respect. Without doubt, like if you, if you take into my area, um, Newtown Blues and Air Club, like with all the houses that have been built up there, there's lots of families that have moved out from, from Dublin. And what, what is brilliant, they've all integrated into the um, clubs, the local clubs. Like it's brilliant to see, like the kids will embrace Loud and kind of, when they start playing for the club and, and playing on the development squads for Loud, um, they're, they're allowed through and through. The mums and dads still wear the, um, the Dublin jerseys, but they show for their, their children first. So, I mean, if their children go on to represent Loud, we'll have a load of new um, Loud supporters, I think. Because that's what happened to me as well, like, I mean, down through the years when, when my lads start playing for Loud uh, as I played for Loud with Paddy Clark and Eugene George um, that becomes your, your you know your, your county your adopted county like I'm here more mm. more time I'm more years in Loud than I am um, in Balbriggan now so I, I, I think these new people will be the same as well especially when you look at the kids lining up for the boys and girls lining up for the Blues the Ratleys the Plunkets all them teams um, and their mums and dads they're, they're all new Loud supporters mm. so it's all good Yeah and that's obviously the way it evolves with families as well look from your experience Experience and your time you mentioned there with Eugene and Paddy and he had wonderful times and you know promotions you know Division 1 uh, you know winning in Croke Park as well when you look at this team now look at this team now with Mickey Hart and Gavin we're going to be talking to Mickey in a short while um, what's different from when you were there? Um, it's, it's, for me it's simple Jerry. it's belief he instilled belief into these players. Um, <clears throat> now, look, that's the hardest thing I always found being involved with Loud. Like, coming from um, a Dublin, like Dublin had great mottos, like, years ago, saying that you're always four points down before you take the field because everyone wants to beat the dubs. So they, they had great ways of motivating themselves and thinking themselves that way. And deep down, when you played them, um, you always kind of felt that they were better than you or stronger than you or, you know, there's something more flashy about them. But I think this Loud team has great belief in themselves. They have great belief in their system that they play and they have great belief in the extent the tunnel because they've no problem making changes um, early no problem replacing players early they have a good um, vibe about the group you can see by talking to some of the local lads it's very very enjoyable and that's for me is the main thing if you can believe in yourselves and enjoy what you're doing you'll work really really hard and it all comes down to hard work Jerry on, on, on Lancer final days it really does So the mental side of things and we're going to hear that over the next while as well from the people at the heart of the of the setup at the moment as well Colm and I, I, I just look at them physically and fitness wise and looking after themselves would it be fair to say you know it's at a different level today they, well, the, the Lau team now has definitely broken through that ceiling, that glass ceiling that players, that, that coaches talk about. And what it is, is if you can remember, I'll, I'll make an analogy from years and years ago when Jurgen Klopp took over Liverpool. Um, there was lots of experts coming out and saying that he's training them too hard to keep breaking down towards the end of the season. Now, that, that is, that, that's true to a degree, but what happens is your body adapts and you get used to that sort of level of training. And I think that's where the Lau players are. There has been some collateral damage. Like There has been players that have broken down um, throughout the course of their, their conditioning. But um, the majority now are at a superb level of fitness and that's because they persisted with it. They now believe that their bodies can adapt and that they can be um, in places where they weren't before. And, and when you get to that, you have a powerful um, group in front of you when they believe that they're, 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 they're achieving times and runs and stuff like that that they never did before. That gives you great belief. So I see that as well with the Loud team, that they're very, very fit and they're very, very strong. You've Dublin going for 13 in a row column here, right? Um, and, you know, all the history of All-Ireland wins they have and they have evolved ahead of everybody else and they've been at a different level for a number of years. Now they're playing catch-up, but, but they're moving on, as you said. 
you know, on Sunday, most people you talk to will think, well, look, it's it's a no-brainer. Dublin are going to win. Mind you, the, the Mickey Hart and Gavin Devlin and the squad don't pay any attention to that at all. What do you think genuinely for Sunday? Um, look, what I, what I think is, I do think, I think Loud will stay with Dublin for 55 to 60 minutes. Um, I, I, and I mean that in the best possible way. I think if they get to 55 to 60 minutes and there's only a score in it, um, they have a really serious chance because Dub- Loud have great players come off the bench. Like what Kildare did against Dublin last week, what, what, what I felt was they picked a starting team and a finishing team and um, that was to keep them in the game. And that's the way you have to play Dublin. You have to make sure that you're still with them because they target that last 20 minutes, Jerry. Like you look at the teams that are named and you look at some of the bench um, players that Dublin have, Jack McCaffrey, mm. um, Paddy Small, Niall Scully, Dean Rock to come off. Like these are get there to come on the bench, off the bench to, to get them over the line. And that's their tactic. Get, you know, if they don't blow you away at the start then they bring on the, the finishing team so for me Lau would have to stay with them and they'll take great courage um, um, out of the, na- the National League match that they played against them in Crow Park where they stayed with them for about 40 minutes 45 minutes but when they fell behind early they got a goal Lau of great belief that they know that they can get a goal against the odds and that brings you back into play so their system is very very much defined that they know that um, they, can, they can haul back a 4 or 5 point lead quite easily so um, that's for me the target is to stay with them to the 55-60 minute mark and, and that's when the game will really begin you want to be in that game if you get me you want to be there for the last 10-12 minutes you know and that's when you're going to be really tested and that's when you know you're in a final because you know it does affect everybody differently mm. That's good to hear that confidence from you as well that uh, you know that that is the, the case uh, with them Have you ever felt a buzz like this? No, I, I haven't. Um, like I, I can remember the 2010 and um, final. Well, we, we all can. And I remember being um, in the Cusack stand there, and there was 45 to 50 thousand people there, and the majority of the people there, I felt that they were allowed. So I'm expecting that you're going to have a brilliant atmosphere here. You could have 60 thousand people at this match the weekend because um, the Dublin fans and the Dublin um, GEA, the Aspera, like loud. They're fond of Loud. So I think they'll come and support this match. And there is a buzz about Loud. Like, I mean, people are beginning to notice Loud um, outside of their own county and beginning mm. to, you know, kind of um, say, well, there's something going on here, you know. And, like, we've got good players, like, when you think about it. Like, for me, right, it, it, it's a brilliant battle tactically. of, But the key men for me are both goalkeepers. Like, you know, Stephen Cluxon has been brought back to play. And the reason he's been brought back is he gets all his kickouts away. James Callis, James Callis didn't play the first few um, matches for Loud this year. But when he came back, our fortunes turned. And he starts getting all his kickouts away and we become a different team. So this is going to be um, a, a really brilliant tactical. For me, it's, I'm going to be glued to the two goalkeepers. And um, so, you know, Loud set up, people call it defensive. I don't think it's a defensive setup. I think they set up to get the ball back from you to attack you. And so, you know, that's very fascinating too. And Dublin are the best team around of being patient and kind of drawing you out, forcing mistakes and pouncing on mistakes. So tactically, it's going to be really, really, um, it's going to be really, really um, exciting. And it's going to be interesting to see who cracks first, if you get me. Mm. Now, you'd fancy Dublin have more experience of not cracking. But if, if they're put under the cosh, like I seen it a couple of years ago involved with Mead um, we had numerous battles with them some went well some didn't go well but um, we were being beaten by 11 points in a Leinster semi-final um, in 2021 I think and we rattled it back to 6 points with Mead and they definitely were spooked because they started um, getting involved in the line they started causing little rows around the field but that's what they do so if you get them doing that if you see that on Sunday that's a good sign for Loud well, we will be watching with bated breath and uh, everyone in the Wee County is right behind Mickey Hart, Gavin and everybody involved and the players too. Colm, have a great day on Sunday. Wish you well and thank you so much for joining me today.
No problem. Thanks very much, Jerry. Take care. Callum Nally there, former Loud goalkeeper, with high hopes for Loud, I have to say. We're heading to a break on late lunch, and afterwards, well, we have the main men, Mickey Hart and Gavin Devlin, joining us this afternoon. Let's hear now from the main men in a moment, Coach Gavin Devlin, but first, manager Mickey Hart. I spoke to him and put it to him. Does he realise the lift he's given to football and people in general in the Wee County? Ah, well, look, at I know that people enjoy a team progressing and, you know, I think that's what we came down here to do, to, to make this team move forward and it is a journey that you're on and you don't know how long it's going to take sometimes and I think we're very happy with the speed of progress. Probably couldn't have anticipated it maybe just happening as quickly as that but that was the end game, you know, to raise the standards not just in terms of results but just the culture and the thinking of what it is to be in their county Gaelic football athlete at this moment in time and I think the players bought into that they realised what is required they've put in huge work we've given them the best of our knowledge and coaching which I think is, is as good as it's about and um, you know we've got results we, we, I always would put a proviso in that we could have been doing the very same thing and not getting the progress in terms of results that we've got so there's a degree of good fortune there and and but as they always say the harder you work, the luckier you get. And I think that is, that, that's kind of what's happened here too. You'd hear this for years. Loud mm. doesn't have the players. They don't have the players to compete with the Dublins and the Mayos and the Kerrys and the Tyrones of this mm. world. Have you found it different? I would never be one to say you can't do something. I would say let's see how we can get to this place and you begin that journey. But I can understand how that sets in because I've seen it and I've heard it before in other counties where people just accept we're in the lower echelons here. Then, as you say, when people start talking about you're, you're not good enough, you know, you're not at that level, then the players kind of begin to believe that. So you have to act, you have something there that says, no, that's not the way it needs to be. It, it may be like that right now, but, you know, when we all pull together and work out a plan for how we can move this up a rung or two of the ladder, you can't get up to the top of the ladder in one step. You have to take it a step at a time. So the, the, the next step is doable. And then when you've that and done, there's another one that's doable. So it's a process of, of, of working through the steps to bring you to a better place. And who knows where that place can end. You came to Louth when Peter contacted you. Did you have any qualms about coming to Louth? And since you've arrived, are you really happy with the support you've got from Peter and the county board? Without a doubt. I mean, I would have, I would say Peter was the man that has me here um, because I knew that he had the view from both sides. He was a man who was on the sideline who managed the team and brought them to a very high standard too. And he's a good administrator. Obviously, he's a good man with people. That's why he's in the role he's in at the minute and successful at it. Sometimes people are very good administrators, but they don't understand what it takes to happen on the field, on the ground. Peter has knowledge of both sides and I thought that was that was key to when he spoke to me. I knew that he was ambitious. He was ambitious for the county at an administrative level and equally ambitious for them at a, at a football level or a sporting level. So uh, I knew I was dealing with a man who would, you know, I would agree with his philosophies on, on, on trying to be the best he can. What's it like for Mickey Hart on the run into a final the days before, the day itself... Have you a routine? Do you stick to something that you've always done? Yeah, well, I think, you know, you prepare for every game diligently and you have certain standards that you 
want to adhere to and 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 i suppose routines but yes so it's there's a degree of routine in it but then you try to bring that little bit of difference as well you have to try and have some new angle or some new emphasis some new small percentage that you can bring to the players and the whole outfit that day to say you know this is something very special i i've always said every day we go out to play i consider it special every day you go out to represent your county or any county or 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 represent our county at that level, you want to take that very seriously because I've always said to boys too, these days only come by once. Like <laughs> A day never comes back again. That date, that day, when it comes, it comes. When it's gone, it's gone. And you'll either have done the best you can out of that or you'll be disappointed and regret. So you have to balance that up. You don't want many regrets. Sometimes we have them anyway. We can't always, you know make sure there's none but you do your best to say this is going to be something to look back on and say well we give it our best shot and you know we, we have to be happy that we will take that are you ever nervous you know before a final do you sleep the night before <laughs> how does it work for you or do you sleep like a baby it doesn't worry you're that experienced now you've been through this so many times i well, thank god i've never really had any problem like that even even in my earlier days i think it's a question of when you put the best work you can into preparation and you've left no stone unturned and you know you've thought deeply about this and prepared diligently for it then I don't think it's like it's like it's supposed to be preparing for an exam if you've done the work and you put in the hard work well look at whatever comes comes you'll give it your best shot but if you went in there and you hadn't really studied as much as you ought to and you were sitting up three quarters the night before which I've been in that place too <laughs> then you might you, you might be nervous you know so um, no we'll not we'll not be nervous there's a nervousness that's good I think I'd like that I wouldn't like to go in without any nerves I tell the players that as well. If you're none without any nerves, I think that'll be too casual. I think you have to have butterflies in your tummy. You have to be excited about what's coming up. And then that way, then manage it and use that as a force for good, not a force to choke you. Dublin. And when you mention Dublin to any other county in Leinster, they've reigned supreme. You gave them a good old rattle in the league, I have to say. The championship, well, it's a different animal altogether. A Leinster final. You go in with confidence, I'm sure. Your players go in with confidence. The county is more confident, I take it, than it, it's ever been. Mm-hmm. Well, look, you have to believe. Mm. You have to believe that you can be competitive. And obviously we're dealing with the, the top team in the country over the last six, seven, eight, nine years, whatever they are. And now we, yes, we understand they haven't got all the personnel that they had when they had the six in a row. But they have a, a really strong core of those players who are now very experienced and very capable of winning games year in year out so we're not in any way you know thinking oh, people are talking with this Dublin team not as good as it used to be they're good enough to keep winning and keep and this is going for their 13th Leinster title in a row so don't anybody tell me that they're not a good team they're an excellent team and yes we had a reasonable encounter with them in the league um, for certainly for 40-45 minutes but as usual they can step on the gas and pull away from you and I know we missed a few chances ourselves maybe to close the gap but of course When you're ready to pop the question the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring At BlueNile.com you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online Choose your diamond and setting When you find the one you'll get it delivered right to your door Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN.
There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. You tend to forget that they missed a few too. So, um, but yes, uh, they're a very good team. And we will have to be at our very best and hope that they just don't quite reach their best form. That will give us a very fighting chance to, to be in there towards the end. Coach Gavin Devlin, Mickey's right-hand man, reflected on the early days when they arrived and the team's subsequent progress. Nothing has ever come easy. Like in the first year in Division 4, we lost our first game to Antrim in the COVID. And it was a tight season where every game was so important. And, you know, one more game would have meant we didn't get out of Division 4. But... Again, it was back to what we talked about earlier. It's just every day is a learning day and being the best version of ourselves. And Division 2 was the same. We had first two games. We lost our both two games in a row at the start. And again, something about our boys, they don't give up. They, they're solid young men and that's on and off the field. And I think that's the most important thing is that you know, we've got a good group of lads around us that you know are humble on the field and humble off the field and look it's it's that's the beauty with sport it's getting the right people around you and and loud here i think we're we're in a nice place but we're not genuinely and i know it's uh, you you would be saying this but pre pre-game anyway you know that you know it's not about the result it's it's about learning and growing but it, for us it genuinely is and you know no matter what happens on sunday win or lose we're not getting too carried away and as people on the field or off the field You've come a long way, and as you said there a moment ago, well, Sunday will be Sunday, whatever it takes. But to win on Sunday, when you look at the draw for the All-Ireland Series beyond the Leinster Championship, the group of you win is distinctly different to the group if you don't win on Sunday. Is that in your mind, or is that on your mind? Yeah, look, obviously, again, Sunday's the only thing that's in our head, one game at a time. But look... Our boys, the nostalgia of maybe going down to play Kerry, or what a beautiful game to go out and play RMEO. And look, if we were to win, and not be Sligo and whatever, and another round, look, whatever teams we face, the teams are there in merit, and, and there's no games easy. That's allowed, I don't think, for me, we've arrived with an easy game of football, so uh, we expect nothing too handy. But look, one game at a time, Dublin's coming Sunday, and it's a game that we've been really looking forward to his last couple of weeks and we'll be ready for it ready for it is right mighty men Mickey Hart and Gavin Devlin they really impressed me I have to say short break and up next we're going to hear from Ronan Lynch about the new stadium and county chairman Peter Fitzpatrick a very proud chairman of the Loud County Board joins us on late lunch this afternoon, Peter Fitzpatrick. He was the man managing the side the last time Loud made it to a Leinster final. How do you feel being chairman compared to being the manager? Well, I think I served my apprenticeship. I was a minor manager. I was 
uh, senior manager. I played for the county for 16 years. And Jerry, one thing I did always say to myself is, uh, I think there's an awful, an awful lot more that Lowe could do. And if I ever got an opportunity to be chairman of the county board, I understand the system. And the first thing I done when I became ch- chairman of the county board is, uh, we had two things to look out for. We wanted to have a new stadium and we wanted to have a good senior football team. Is. But that year, we were relegated to Division 4. Uh, Loud football was in hands and knees. And, we, and in fairness, a lot of players would not make themselves available for Loud. So what I'm saying is the best players wouldn't play for Loud. So either we're going to sink and keep sinking or make a change. So we sat down and got put, put a few names together. And on top of the list was Mickey Hart. Uh, I contacted Mickey Hart uh, one Sunday afternoon. Uh, I knew that uh, his term was coming up with Tyrone. I asked him what was his position. He told me that he'd like to stay on with Tyrone for one more year. A uh, decision would be made on, on Wednesday or Thursday of the week. And he says if things didn't work out for him, that he'd contact me back the weekend. Uh, that, week, that week, Mickey resigned from managing the Tyrone football team. And true to his word, he contacted me on the Friday. We met on the Sunday and the Monday. And Tuesday morning, Mickey Hart agreed to be the Lions senior football manager. Did you ever believe when you shook hands and where Loud Football was at that stage that you'd be here today in a Leinster final in the All-Ireland Series just missing out on Division 1 after a number of promotions? Did you believe he would bring that success? Uh, the first question Mickey Hart asked me, and he asked me to be truthful about it, he asked me was the talent in Loud. I've been involved with Loud Football and underage football and I told Mickey, I'll be honest, that if I wasn't so busy at the moment, I would definitely take the job on myself. The amount of young talent coming through in Loud. I said, the biggest problem we have in Loud is we haven't got a captain of the ship and we need someone who put a bit of belief into the team. And I said, Mickey, you are the man and we want you to manage the Loud senior football team. Mm-hmm. But, he did, but he did say one thing to me. He said, Peter, you know you're getting me, but you, didn't, you don't realise that you're getting Gavin Devlin. And at that time, I heard the name Gavin Devlin. But he said, me, Gavin Devlin, it's going to be the best trainer you ever come across. And he asked me, what about targets? I said, uh, Mickey, uh, the goal is over the next three years, we're not looking for a quick fix. We'd be delighted to get out of Division 4, out of Division 3, and maintain our position in, in Division 2. And the last thing, Mickey, was please get it to a Leinster Championship final. That's all I'm asking for. And he told me, and he said, me, what about Division 1? But I said, Mickey, I think I've been greedy for the first three years, but when we come to that stage, we'll talk about it. I have to, I have to be honest, uh, from the minute I met him, I felt something. That man, has he's got a gift. He's a fantastic way of talking and dealing with people. He treats people with respect. Like all the live players from, from day one, as, 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 like I'm not just saying it, I see them boys training on the Tuesday and the Thursday. They be in the gym Monday, Wednesday and Friday, giving up Saturdays and Sunday. It's a seven-day job for volunteers. People don't realise the amount of effort these young people put in. And the good thing about it is, live football to me is in a good way at the moment is, the amount of young fellas now has got involved with development squads from under 14 to 17, the under 20s. So Loud is in a good, a really, really good position at the moment. And, they can, and that's all down to Mickey and Gavin. And I have to be honest, we've got a fantastic uh, county board at the moment. Is like No matter what we ask over the last three years, we wanted Mickey. We have a wee, wee thing in Loud's end. What Mickey wants, Mickey gets. But in fairness, what Mickey wants, Mickey knows that it's for the best of the team. And listen, it's been a, it's been a fantastic three years. Uh, I met Mickey there last year. I asked him would he extend it, would he, would he, would he stay on for a little bit longer? He says, no problem at all. And we, we extended it from, two, from three years to five years. And he just told me, and he says to me, as long as you want me here, I'll be here. So Mickey and Gavin are here for the long term. Uh, we just hope that things go well on Sunday. We have nothing but respect for Dublin. Dublin has done a fantastic job in the last number you know, of years. They have 12 Lancers and maybe eight or nine All-Irelands and everything else. And imagine they delay players now next Sunday 
in, the, in oh, just over three years now. Next time they're playing a Leinster final, playing probably again probably the best team that that, that, that there ever was in Ireland, and then an opportunity down the road of maybe depending the likes of Kerry, Mayo, and honestly, you want to nip yourself sometimes. No need to pinch yourself, Peter. You've done a fantastic job, and it really is happening. And at the same time, the new stadium is on the way too. Here's Ronan Lynch, a member of the steering group tasked with raising funds for the development, which is pretty unique in modern GAA history. It's historic what we're embarking on. I've uh, been in contact with Crow Park to ask him when was the last time a county grounds was built from the ground up. It's actually hard to get a definitive answer. At the minute, it's 1976. So we're looking at something that is, you know, almost 50 years since the last county grounds. When this project really came to fruition in the last number of years, there was a figure from a fundraising point of view that it was going to cost approximately 12 million euros. And then, of course, with the building prices and and everything like that going up, it's it's taken a life of its own. But, you know, Loud Gales have really... You know, really put their hands in their pocket and really come up with different initiatives. And and to be fair to to Peter and Aidan and and Bob and Francie and everyone involved on the Loud County Board Executive, they've they've really pulled out all the stops to make sure that this this stadium will go ahead and that fundraising and and funding for will will not be no obstacle. Peter and his team and and myself and our team are committed that Loud Gales will have a stadium that is debt free to clubs, so that we will be in a new stadium the first one to be built in almost 50 years in just over 500 days and it'll be debt free to the clubs that is our aspiration the seats you're selling seats at the moment how many seats do you want to sell what have you sold so far how much does a seat cost and how can people support you because this is the week to sell it yeah absolutely jerry it's a historic week you know as we embark on just our third uh, leinster football championship uh, final in since 1960 it's it's incredible um, the seats, we, we aspire to raise 1.5 million, uh, which, which would entail selling 1,500 seats at €1,000 for a three-year period. Uh, we've had a good start. We've over 200 sold uh, at the minute. You can avail of purchasing a seat through anyone who's on our steering committee, through all of our clubs. There's a contact within each of the clubs who, are, who have a number of contracts as well. We have a really good cohort of, of low gales who are, who are trying to sell seats as best we can. We will be reaching out to the corporate community and to the business community. We're reaching out to former inter-county footballers you know, to try and get this done. We want to raise £1.5 million, uh, through it. You can find out more about it on stadium.loudga.ie or indeed you can ask within your own clubs or ask anyone on the steering committee. Good luck to you and good luck on Sunday again. Goromila Mahaka, Cherry. Thanks very Thank much. You. Peter Fitzpatrick and Ronan Lynch there up next on the show in our build-up to the Leinster final. The man who played in that infamous match in 2010, Paddy Keenan. Sponsors from Blackstone Motors, Noel Stewart and our very own match commentator, Callum Corrigan, coming your way. Paddy Keenan, who played with Loud in that infamous Leinster final against Mead 13 years ago, says what happened on that day has little bearing on the current Loud squad. With these lads here, 13 years ago, it doesn't matter to them. They're writing their own script and it's a different team. You know, that's not going to... 13 years ago isn't going to affect these lads. Whatever, 1960 or whatever it was the last time Loud um, was in a championship and what's happened in between isn't going to matter to these, these lads. These are, you know, this is a brand new team new management different attitude different group of players you know they're putting their own twist on it and hopefully they have a better result than we had 13 years ago would you have uh, liked to be playing 
in a team managed by Mickey Hart and with Gavin Devlin doing the coaching and all that surrounds them as well. Okay, absolutely. Look, you, you see where, like, whatever, two, three years ago, you seen where Loud was as a county, you know, at the bottom rung of the ladder or close to it and where they've gotten to now, it's, like, it's a huge testament to not just the players, the management, the county board, everybody around the, the, the county are in the scene. Like you, you genuinely have to admire them and be proud of what they've done so far, regardless of what happens on Sunday. And that just shows the work that's been done, not just alone by Mickey and Gavin, but by the players themselves. A lot of them individually have done a lot of work on themselves and you have to credit them. And I know from looking even at the, the Pats lads, what they have done individually for their physicality, the training, the work they're putting in, and you have to credit them. But... You know, Mickey and Gavin have something about them, and you know they're winners. They're born winners. They expect to win, and now you can see the players are expecting to win. And what I like nearly most about them is they're never bet that that loud team. And you know, even my teams and teams before and after um, I was playing, you know, loud were losing a lot of those games by a point or two, or you know, take Westmead there, you know, whatever six, seven, eight points down, and coming back and winning that game by a point. Very often we were on the other side of those results, so. There's not too often you can be proud to say a loud team is pulling the game out of the fire when it's, as I said, usually the other way around. We usually found a way to, to find defeat as opposed to victory. So there's something building, there's something there, not just from the footballing point of view, but the mentality and just the belief they have in themselves. And again, that's not just Mickey and Gavin, that's not just County Board, that's the players themselves have to be given a lot of credit individually and as, as a group, obviously. So, look, there's something different. It's great. To be, it really is great to be looking forward. I, you know, I think everybody's excited here and you can see the crowds, you know, to see the, the way people are talking, you're get it, getting a bit of notice on national TV and the podcast and all that sort of things. That hasn't happened too often now in the last 50, 60 years, never mind the last 10 or 10 or 15. So, look, we're in a bit of a crest of the wave. Um, let's just keep keep building on it. Will you be as excited on Sunday in the stands if Loud managed to beat Dublin and win the Delaney Cup as you would have been, hypothetically, if you were out on the field? Okay, absolutely, yeah. yeah. You know, when I was at the Loud Dublin game in the, in the league, you know, as a fan, you were looking in and you were cautious and you were a bit wary and you're afraid of what, because I know from my own experience what can happen against Dublin and Crow Park for Loud teams. But the way they performed, and you were even at half time, you got the giddiness, and you know you could see there was something there. Now, there's always a fear. Dublin are an excellent team, and individually, they're brilliant players. You know it, they're going to be a tough team to beat. But I think Loud will fancy their chances. They'll learn a lot from that last game, and which is if it's close in the last five or ten minutes, there'll be a lot of sweating done. Now you'll be on the edge of the seat. So I'm I'm hoping that's the case. So let's just let's just see what happens. Noel Stewart and Blackstone Motors have a knack of backing winners with their sponsorships. They've done it again with Loud. Look, we took a big chance when Peter Fitzpatrick approached us two and a half years ago. Originally, we said, "Look, Peter, no, we're not we're not really in the in the market for another sponsorship." But I spoke with Donald, and we had a good think about it, and we we just did a little bit of research you know the GAA the following ship in, in Loud for GAA is just phenomenal and, and really at the time you know we said sure look hung for sheep hung for lamb let's go for it so we're in all the way with, with the lads with the wee county yeah so Peter's very persuasive isn't he I, I have to say uh, I heard the saying Donald used the saying he'd get into place where only water would get in you know <laughs> I have to say he's some man and he's a great man I have to say uh, it's one of the yeah he's been one of the drivers behind us um, doing doing a, starting off doing a bit and then doing a bit more with, with Loud I have to say now yeah the original uh, sponsorship that we, we we entered into was a van and a car for the management team now it's a it's the, the new van which you can see and, and a number of cars 
basically it's all behind Peter and Mickey and, and the performance of the lads I have to say it's been a serious serious performance over the last few years it's been really good really good what does it mean to a business like yours you know Renault is your primary brand on that when you have you know the likes of Mickey Hart driving your vehicles others involved with the Loud Camp as well and especially when they're on really a high at the moment Leinster final All-Ireland to come up yeah. fantastic league campaign yeah we started in business 15 years ago and when we you know we got to the point where we were in a position where we could we could start to promote ourselves and sponsor teams in the locality and you know we did we've done a multiple of sponsorships the big thing for us was being two dubs by the way right have to get that one out there's the elephant in the room and, and we will be wearing the wee county shorts on sunday that's for sure <laughs> what a conflict but, yeah but uh, the big thing for us was that two dubs coming into Drogheda and then coming into dundalk we knew you know it could go either way the success for our business it, it you know we could have been successful or it could have been a failure and as the years passed by and as the company grew and as our as our team developed the one thing that I'd have to say from the heart is that Loud has been very, very good to Blackstone Motors. And to, you know, we've got 70 people employed now at this stage. And the way we would look at it is, is if we can give anything back, whether it be supporting any of the teams and particularly in you know, Loud GEA, we're going to do it. Absolutely, we're going to do it. We're really excited about Sunday, really excited. I have to say, it's funny, you know, when the match day comes around, big excitement now, and it's, it's, it's brilliant. It really is. It's a great buzz. You won't be wearing, uh, sneakily, a blue shirt under the red shirt. I have. I have a, a low GA shirt. I have it. It's on for Sunday. We're meeting up. We're actually meeting up uh, the Rano management team. The MD of Rano is coming along. He's a Wicklow man. He's wearing the, the loud shirt as well. Uh, financial controller and the financial team in Rano. We're all meeting in the Boar's Head. Boar's Head in Cape Street, and then we're getting a taxi up to, to the game to shout on for the, the, the wee county we cannot wait it's going to be a great day Loud match commentator our own Colm Corrigan believes the most significant day in Mickey Hart's journey as Loud manager was in Division 3 and an away match in Limerick but then they went down to Limerick you might have remembered the spilling lash and rain at the UL grounds and that was the game I still single out as the turning point I think under Mickey Hart they won that day the game went ahead it looked as if it was going to be postponed at one stage they got the result and they've really kicked on from there they won every game after that now the championship obviously has been hugely disappointing up until this season since the Leinster final of 2010 Loud haven't been able to string two results together qualifiers and Leinster have been very disappointing but that's all changed this year the draw on paper looked good but the lads had to still go out and do it but what, what, has, what has impressed me most this season about Loud is the, the, the consistency in performances right they lost the first two league matches the performance levels were good and I think it was only a matter of time before results started to sort themselves out. Fellas grew in confidence. They beat Limerick again for the second year running. And that sort of spoiled them all. And they won four matches in a row. Lost, obviously, to Dublin in the last game. But they were there in the hunt for promotion right up until the end. And even though there was a little bit of a gap, obviously, three weeks or so then to the start of the Leinster. And the first half, it was certainly dodgy. And it was, wasn't looking good against Westmead. And a lot of people were starting to write Loud off at halftime in that game. But I think everybody, people that have seen Loud all season, even last season... You you know, when the chips were down, these fellas, there's something about this group of lads. They are a galvanised bunch. Mickey Hart has them very teed up. They don't give in. They fight to the full-time whistle. And they, they kept at it and kept at it. And obviously, they turned around against Westmead. And the last day, again, awfully. I don't know what it is about it. There's always excitement, huge excitement every game, every moment. You know, you just can't take your eyes off this low team. They, they went about it the hard way the last time as well almost threw it away in, in normal time, won it an extra time, and they, here they are now. Look, most people looking in are not giving Loud a snowball's chance, but 
I wouldn't tend to agree with them. I think they're going with a fighting chance, Jerry. It's going to be a, it's going to be a tough ask, no doubt about it. Dublin, twelve in a row champions, but the hunger will be there among this group of lads. They've been to Crow Park twice this year. That a bit of experience, I think, will probably help them. I know Dublin, obviously, it's their home. You know, they don't need any introduction to Crow Park. They'll have the hill behind them. But I think there'll be a huge loud crowd there as well. And judging by the crowds that we're getting behind loud, Navin in particular, I've never heard the sort of loud noise in the second half when that when the, that comeback came on. And that was be- that spurred loud on that day. And I think they'll have a huge crowd. There's, there's, there's a massive crowd going. I think that the trains are full at this stage. All the clubs, there are two or three buses from clubs uh, are packed, sold out now at this stage. And I think it'll be a tremendous atmosphere, Jerry. Well, Colin, we hope to hear you getting really excited towards the end of the 70 minutes and that loud win on Sunday. I wish you luck in the commentary and hopefully this time it will be Loud's Day. Well, it just, it's, it's been a very enjoyable season, Jerry. I have to say, uh, more so than any other year, at every game there's been great excitement. I've got Darren Clark alongside me the last few matches and uh, we've really, really got in on it and it's, it's been a pleasure to commentate on these games. Mickey Hart has brought Loud to a new level and you're going to play the likes of Dublin. You're not fearing anymore which is great there's, 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 there's a lack of there's no fear factor anymore you're going out you're obviously hoping for the best but I think if Loud can stick in the game as long as possible Mickey has been able to make changes in his team he surprised us the last day with a few changes at the start they walked out to a tee he brought on more experienced fellas they did the job and I think if Loud are in it with 10 or 15 minutes to go we just never know, Jerry. So let's hope Colin will be bringing us more moments like this. Loud, three points adrift, one ten to one seven. They certainly don't make it easy on themselves, that's for sure. Peter Lynch now, that one through the middle. This now is uh, Connor Early. Connor Early now coming, soloing forward with it, up over the 45 metre line. Man in the overlap is Niall Sharkey. Sharkey now takes delivery of that pass. In towards the middle it comes. Loud still by Paul Matthews. Matthews now, this is a uh, flick inside. Here be a chance, here's Liam Jackson. Jackson goes for the goal. Let's have another listen to our TV theme. Street Blues, yes indeed, what a fantastic show it was, a classic, and uh, winning the uh, prize this afternoon, late lunch, is Jackie Carroll, well done to you, the postman will be calling next week, and thanks to everybody who got that right, very on the ball today, I have to say our listeners, for Hill Street Blues. Now, let's do this on late lunch. Five, four, three, two... One. Counting down the top five songs from this week of yesteryear. And today it's... My number one Eurovision song of all time. Yes, a little change on the theme this week. Not from this week in the charts, but as it's Eurovision week, I decided to pick my own very personal top five. And at number one, I'm going back to 2012. And just to tell you, she's in the final again tomorrow night representing Sweden. But the song in my book, isn't a patch on this one. It doesn't go to say that she hasn't a chance tomorrow night. I said to you, I think Poland could have a shout tomorrow evening. Anyway, going back to 2012, my personal number one Eurovision song of all time, it's Lorraine and Euphoria. Every breath I take, I'm breathing. 
my number one Eurovision song of all time, Lorene, representing Sweden and Euphoria. I absolutely love that song, and there'll be some euphoria in the wee county if we beat the dubs in Crow Park this Sunday afternoon, that's for sure. Late lunch, LMFM Radio, final break of the week. And up next, David Sheehan looks ahead to a big, big weekend sporting action. Our Sunday sports presenter, David Sheehan, joins me for the usual look ahead to the sporting weekend. Afternoon, David. How are you, Jerry? I'm good. Let's begin with uh, the Leinster final, Louth against Dublin, Sunday afternoon, one forty-five. throw in at Croke Park. How do you see it? Yeah, I was listening to a good bit of your, your uh, last hour there with, with the various people you had on, and we had Darren Clark on, big match analyst, of course, last Sunday on Sunday Sport, and he kind of expressed a lot of the similar views that you would have gotten from the likes of Colin Nally and, and Colin Corrigan as well in terms of Louth staying in the game until the last kind of 10, 15 minutes and then seeing what happens and maybe putting a bit of pressure on Dublin and bringing them to a place that they mightn't have been to uh, too often in recent years in Leinster. As, as Colin mentioned, Mead put a bit of a scare into them a few years ago, couldn't couldn't unfortunately get across the line. But I think that's kind of a key thing for Loud because I, I think Dublin are going to come out of the traps really quickly on Sunday. They'll have been a little bit stung by the criticism, I think, that they got after the Kildare performance where they just about got out of dodge on that one. And I expect Dublin to start really quickly on Sunday in the first 10, 15 minutes and kind of throw everything out loud and see if they can get a good lead early on. So I think it's going to be really important for Laos to stay in the game. Um, it's going to be a big occasion for them. Obviously, it's their first Lancer final in 13 years. I think James Califf is the only one that was around in 2010. So big, big day for these guys. There's going to be a lot of nerves, uh, but they need to control those and they need to make sure that they, they aren't out of the game after 20 minutes because Dublin have done that so many times down through the years. Mm. And as I, as I said, they didn't really perform well against Kildare, but they'll be looking to kind of put down a marker with one eye on the on the latter stages of the Championship Dublin. So I think that's a key thing for Loud. If they can settle quickly, they they absolutely have the players who can cause Dublin problems. We've seen, you know, uh, Downey and all the other lads that are in there as well. Like they've Darren McConnell is back in, Liam Jackson's back in. He got that goal against against Westmead. So they have plenty of attacking power and they've got plenty of uh, you know scoring power in that forward line but I just think it, look it sounds like an obvious thing to say but I think it's really important for Lau that they settle quickly that they don't let Dublin get a stranglehold on the game in the first 10 or 15 minutes because they have the capability Dublin of doing that if they can get to half time and still in contention then who knows what will happen I have to say I think Dublin will win it because you look at you mentioned it yourself 13 Leinster titles in a row mm. it's going to be so so difficult for Lau to break that run but um, I do I do think they will give a really good account of themselves. And I'm not saying that there any of those players or Mickey Hart or Gavin Devlin are going up there to make up the numbers. Absolutely not. They're going to go up there and put in a hell of a performance, I think. I just think Dublin will have a little bit too much for them. But I'm really hoping that Loud can go up there and give it a really good rattle. Not just for their own sake, but for the sake of Leinster football. We need to see teams. Mm. Me, they've fallen away. Kildare have kind of fallen away. We need to see somebody coming through and really throwing the gauntlet down to Dublin and Leinster. And... I'm I'm fairly confident that Louth can do that on Sunday. I just think that Dublin have a little bit too much for them, um, even in terms of experience and familiarity with Crow Park on big days. But I can't wait for it now. And if this is a mead band that's saying this, Terry. I'm really looking. I'm really looking forward to this. And yes. It's been such a great. It's been such a great journey for them. Colin mentioned that game against Limerick last year. That was actually a game I mentioned to Darren last week in studio. That seemed like a big turning point, and it was interesting that Colin picked that one out as well. He was nearly blown away down in Limerick that day. But I, I really think that they'll give this a really good rattle on Sunday. Um, let's hope they're in the in the mix with 10 minutes to go and then look at Jerry we've seen with this loud team already who knows what can happen then yeah. 
Yeah, well, fair assessment there, I have to say, David. Now, Saturday, that's Sunday. Saturday, there are three games on involving local counties. Talton Cup, Meath, uh, unfamiliar territory, of course. They can't believe they're not contesting the All-Ireland. Home to Tipperary. They'll be one of the favourites to win this Cup. Yeah, they will be. And I suppose that brings its own pressure as well. You know, they performed really poorly against Offaly in Tullamore that day. I mean, two points in a half of football against a, a mid-ranking Division Three team was was really poor stuff for me. They've thrown in a few new faces. And as a new goalkeeper, Sean Brennan's in. He he didn't, it's his first championship start. He featured in the O'Byrne Cup a bit, all right. And Harry Hogan's on the bench. Um, and they've brought in Connor Gray at midfield, which is an interesting one because he's one of the under-20s and he's a guy that's, you know, highly rated and he's a big ball winner in midfield. And they stuck um, Jack Flynn on the 40. So they've got plenty of size and bulk around midfield and plenty of ball winning ability. They're coming up against a Tipperary team who are absolutely hockeyed by Kerry in the Munster Championship and who were relegated from Division 3, which is the division Offaly were in, obviously. But Tip were relegated. They only got one point out of their seven matches. So, look, at, we 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 can't we can't put it any other way than than Mead should be winning this game. They should be winning it with a bit to spare. Uh, there'll be bigger tests ahead. But yeah, look, they 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 seem like you know the panel that was there for the Offaly game. I was looking through it earlier. I think it looks like most of the guys are still there. I don't think anyone has has left or gone to the US or anything. There were some fears about that. Maybe I'm missing one or two. But by and large, it looks like everybody is still there. So they'll be looking to put their shoulder to the wheel put in some good performances it should be and I, I hope I'm not <laughs> I hope I'm not jinxing them here Jerry but it should be a fairly straightforward assignment for them tomorrow night in Navin in front of their home supporters against a poor enough Tipperary side who've not shown anything this season so anything other than a anything other than a comfortable Mead win would, would be a surprise yeah. and I think they will I think they will win it because they need to put some building blocks in place you know yes they certainly do that's a 6.30 throw in tomorrow evening before that the Christy Ring Cup hurling Mead uh, faced her own at half past four it's the fourth round of games it's a very tight group that five teams and either four or three points yeah really tight yeah Mead lost to, to London a few weeks ago but they they have two wins from the three matches so they're still in reasonable enough shape it's tight enough at the top as you said there they absolutely hammered Tyrone in the league, Mead, up, up there. So, again, a bit like the footballers, it's hard to see anything other than a, a Mead win here in this one if, if recent form is anything to go by. So, I think they should win that game fairly comfortably and keep their, their kind of their, uh, their good form going with the exception of that London game. Which I think they'd only lost it by a point over in Rice a couple of weeks back. So, yeah, th- they need to win that game, obviously, to keep themselves in contention. But I, I think they, they shouldn't have too many problems against Tyrone in that one. Nicky Rackard, Saturday as well, 3 o'clock. Letter Kenny, Loud travel to face Donegal. It's over and out for Loud. One point so far. Donegal, maximum point, six from three. Home win. Yeah, you'd have to say so. Loud have had a really disappointing uh, campaign so far. Started off with that absolute hammering against Wicklow, wasn't it, in the first round? So it's kind of gone. Uh, it's gone. It's gone from bad to worse for them in that higher grade after winning it last year. The the the, the cup below the Larry Mar wasn't it, they won last year. So it's yeah, it's it's been difficult for Loud. They're just finding the air a little bit thinner at that level, and I think yeah, it should be a fairly comfortable Donegal win, as you mentioned there. Let's uh, switch our attention to Soccer League of Ireland football tonight. You can listen online. Dundalk at home to Cork. Draw to make the short trip to play St. Pat's in Inchicore. Dundalk lost in Cork uh, last time they met, but mm. have uh, found a bit of form since. Yeah, three wins in a row. They've they've kind of hit their stride a little bit in, in recent weeks. They've started off with that 3-2 win against Drada a couple of weeks ago, which was a fortuitous enough win for them. They were 2-0 up. They had an extra man and they got pegged back to 2-all and then got that late winner uh, through John Martin. So, yeah, they've they've gone on a nice little run. Three wins on the bounce. They've got Cammy Elliott back and Daniel Kelly back in the squad as well. Pat Huben is back too. They still have a few injury concerns, a few people that are out a bit longer, but... They've, they've got enough of bodies in there now that they've a strong enough um, bench to, to pick from when they need to throw on a few substitutes here and there. But yeah, look at home, 
against the Cork City side who haven't been going well. Colin Healy left a couple of weeks ago, as we know. Um, I, I would expect Dundalk to, to win that game. I think Cork will, will make it sticky for them for a little while, but I'd expect Dundalk to win that with, with two or three goals to spare, perhaps. You talk about injuries. You could get a game yourself tonight in, in Inchicore with Drogheda. Injury suspensions, they're down to the bones. Yeah, I don't want to stay on the line too long in case Kevin Doherty's trying to get me here and bring, get me to bring the boots along later on. They're, they're in they're in awful trouble. Yeah, all joking aside, like they really are. They, Manuel Adeboyega is suspended. He's been one of their best defenders this season. Alicia Hui and uh, Connor Keeley are both doubtful as well. They both got injured last week. So that's three of their three of their back four out injured as well. And Evan Weir is still out. Charlotte Jones, who was covering him at left back, is out. Ben Curtis is out. They're they're absolutely decimated. Like honestly. I don't know how many substitutes they're going to be able to put on the bench tonight because they're going to have to draft in a few of the young lads again. And I really feel for Kevin Doherty because they've been playing so well, Drogheda. They haven't been getting the results that they probably deserve because they just haven't been taking their chances when they've come along. And Kevin's probably tearing his hair out, particularly last week against Derry where Freddie Draper a couple of yards out and he just can't get the header past Brian Marr. Brian Marr makes a brilliant save from nowhere. So they... They have been unfortunate in terms of not getting the wins, but now they're in a position where they're really down to the, the barest of bare bones, and it looks like a really tricky assignment for them tonight. Obviously, Tim Clancy departed St. Pat's recently enough. They got a good win last week against Cork away. So, you know, Pat's at home, you'd have to put the, mon- have to put the money on Pat's to win that game. I just think Drahad are so, so light now on bodies. Mm-hmm. Um, they are, they're probably going to have to throw in some really inexperienced players who may not have played at that level before, so it's going to be a really difficult night for them, I, I suspect. Just before we finish, in a word, a Man City at Everton, Arsenal home to Brighton, Everton City, the result? one all. Oh, gives the Gunners a ray of hope. Arsenal against Brighton, I'm waiting for this. Uh, 2-1 to Arsenal <gasps> my god we're back in it we're back in we're it we're back in it we're back in the race well we'd like to believe that anyway but uh, we we'll, let's see what happens the weekend isn't sport intriguing David Sheehan really appreciate it thank you for joining me again just before I let you go I oh yes a quick, yes a quick, a quick, a quick happy birthday to my mother it was her birthday yesterday so I uh, just wanted to say a quick, a quick happy birthday to her and I'll, I'll see her tomorrow what's your mammy's name Monica. Monica, happy birthday from everybody here in LMFM Radio. You can be proud of that for yours. That's all I'll say to you today. Have a good one. David, thanks a million. Thanks a million, Jerry. Bye-bye. Take care of yourself. Anyway, that's it on Late Lunch for another week. Paul McKenna's on his way with the drive here on LMFM Radio. Stay with us. Big thank you to you, our listeners, who are with us every day, our guests who joined us, and to my producer, Louise Walsh. Couldn't do it without her. That's it for another week on Late Lunch. Back Monday, 1.30. See you then. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors, Drahada, Dundalk and Cavan. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.